Welcome to D, where we invite you to take the plunge and dive deeper into a daily encounter with God's living word. Journey with a collection of personal reflections of other souls as we all draw nearer and deeper to God's heart. Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Daisy Jane Nord from the Philippines, and today is All Sunday, and I would like you to reflect on today's Gospel reading. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 9, verses 38 to 43, 45, 47 to 48. At that time, John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone driving up demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow us. Jesus replied, Do not prevent him. There is no one who performs a mighty deed in my name, who can at the same time speak ill of me? For whoever is not against us is for us. Anyone who gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ, a man, I say to you, will surely not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hands causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter a life maimed than with two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. And if your eyes causes you to sin, pluck it off. Better for you to enter into the life of kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever been guilty of what Christ said on the Gospel today? Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it will be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. I have been. I have been guilty of that phrase. Whenever I heard that phrase, I am reminded of my past sins as an atheist posting blasphemous articles against God. When I was new to Catholicism, I felt the horror of my sin, of being an atheist. When I was a new revert, my conscience freed me about the blasphemous post that I have. I realized that I created a scandal through my post, and I led others to sin. I am greatly remorseful about it, and I am sorrowful for it. And I asked God to fully forgive me for all those sins. God shows repugnance to those people who led others go astray and away from God. But God is also infinitely merciful, willing to forgive us if we change our hearts. The Gospel of the day reminds us not to lead others to sin. And to do that, we must have self-mastery. 
Mastering oneself requires so much energy, effort, and time. It takes moderation. It takes the practice of virtue. The Gospel commands us to take away our food if it led us away from God, or take away our hands if it made us to sin, or pluck our eyes out if we indulge in the lust of our eyes. This instruction should not be taken literally. It means that we must have custody of our senses. Our feet lead us to the place where we want to go. Our hands mostly do the work we do, and our eyes is the window of our soul, the door where the stimuli easily enter, or the gateway to our memory, imagination, and phantasm, where the battle of the mind starts and where the temptations conceived. Through the senses, we are susceptible to the temptations of sin. And in order to have proper custody of our senses, the four cardinal virtues, prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude are necessary. For example, the cardinal virtue of prudence helps us apply the right knowledge that we possess through the eyes, hands, and feet. The cardinal virtue of justice strengthens our will to give what is due to God and our neighbor. It helps us ask if the thing we do with our hands, eyes, and feet can lead someone to sin or not. The courage, the virtue that was the irascible passions, ensures the firmness in the difficulties and constancy in the pursuit of good. It strengthens the resolve to resist temptations and overcome obstacles in the moral life, while temperance controls the concupiscible appetite, moderates the attraction of pleasures, and provides balance in the use of created goods. The two cardinal virtues, fortitude or courage and temperance, are necessary in discerning how to utilize the created goods. It helps us govern our passions. It helps us have a proper dispositions towards the goods in life. The four cardinal virtues are hinges to other virtues. That is why they are called cardinal virtues. This is where other virtues hinge. It leads us to practice other virtues. It is good to start actively purifying ourselves to the practice of these virtues because these virtues help us Cultivate other virtues, like the virtue of prudence, helps us discern what is the right thing to do in choosing between charity and justice. The virtue of justice helps us know if it is right to go out at this time of pandemic. With all the travel restrictions, it helps us submit to the authority, practicing the virtue of piety and obedience. The virtue of fortitude aids us to decide if it is right to disclose our spiritual battles to anyone, or it picks us to seek the counsel of a spiritual director, mentor, or an expert who can help us with our spiritual journey. It helps us value the virtue of discretion. And the virtue of temperance, it helps us choose either to have another shot of beer or have another slice of pizza or not, practicing sobriety and food temperance. Cardinal virtues perfects the faculties of our soul. Prudence perfects the intellect, 
justice perfects the will, fortitude perfects the irascible appetite, and temperance moderates the concupiscible appetite. The intellect, the will, the irascible appetite, and concupiscible appetite are faculties of our soul. By mastering ourselves to the spirit of a city season, we can let Christ shine in us. We become Christ bearers. And to pursue virtues, we must put love first above all other virtues. For charity imperates other virtues. Practicing virtue without charity does not lead us to Christian perfection. It is in love that we lead others to Christ. It is in love that others discover Christ in us. It is in love that we discover Christ. Love is the most attractive thing on earth. It makes others love and be loved. Moreover, virtues do not only help us grow, but others too. We can help them grow. We can sanctify others by offering the temptations, struggles, trials, and difficulties and cultivating good habits for them. We can be one with them while practicing virtues. People who pursue virtues are like silver rings refined in the blazing flames by a silversmith. The silversmith only stops refining when he sees his reflection on that ring. Jesus is the silversmith and the fire are the temptations and trials in life. And in order to drive away the temptations, one must practice virtues. As what St. Catherine of Sheena said, you know the devil is not cast out by the devil, but by virtue. I became an atheist because I cannot accept what God had brought me. He sent me tormenting voices that harasses me every hour of my past sins, about my past sins. But I realize now that it is one way of God purifying me. He wants me to practice virtues so I won't be slothful, negligent, and tepid in my exercises and so that I can approach the sources of my sins, know the triggers and inclinations, and be fully aware on how to discern on things that troubles me and helps me from my passions when temptations arise. He wants me to be fully be repentant of my sin, turning 180 degrees away from it. If I fought the tormenting voices with a practice of virtues cultivating good habits, maybe I won't judge others quickly. I would not have paranoid thoughts about others thinking that they knew my sin because I'm really ashamed of my sins. I came to the point that I thought others knew what I confessed to the priest and it led me, it led me to many sacrileges of confessions and it brought me horror. It was greatly devastated devastating and I maybe would not be become atheist posting those blasphemous posts scandalizing everyone and leading others to sin if I knew what I am baffling now I realize my mistakes and I won't do it anymore realizing these things helped me grow in love and make me love others more Though I am still in the process, though the process is painful, yet I know that God is there, giving me means to sanctify it and gave me a way to escape 
from the things that troubles me. Practicing virtues by the grace of God slowly uproots the sins that I have. Yes, virtues can cast out our temptations and the devils or the evils of this world because these temptations and the evils that we experience are sent by God to purge us from our sins so that He can see Himself to us. Jesus can only see His reflection in us if we cooperate in His grace by cultivating good habits. And when Christ is in union with us, others will see Christ in us. They see the reflection of Christ in us. He become with us. He become one with us. We become Christ-bearers. And we inspire others not to sin. Or we do not lead others to sin or scandal. And we inspire them to love Christ and spread the kingdom here on earth. To end this short reflection, let us turn to Our Lady, who is also a woman of virtue that always lead us to her Son, Jesus Christ. Her virtues are the most precious of all, the most perfect, the most fragrant. She is the creature of God who mostly closely resembles Christ in humanity. She is the Immaculata. Like her, we may pursue virtues so that we might not lead others to errors and horrors of sin, so that we may inspire others to love Christ more. Thank you for listening to the Deep Daily Encounter Enrichment Podcast. Thanks for being with me in this Soul Sunday. It was very illuminating meditating the words of Christ with you. May you sanctify this holiday through prayer and fruitful celebration with your loved ones. Happy Sunday!